In Habakkuk 2 verse 14, the prophet by the Holy Spirit gave prophecies that are very relevant to the times we live in today. The evils and darkness covering the earth makes it seem like there is no hope but actually there is hope. Where lies hope? Hope lies in the knowledge of the glory of God which is the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Things are bound to change when Jesus is revealed and known by many. Through the platform of Pluru, God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna reveals Jesus in his teachings. Be blessed as you listen to this series, Understanding the Finished Work of Christ. Walk on the presence we are done. Jesus will be glorified today. Let the flesh glory in yourself. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. All right, praise God. We, we, we are going to continue from our teaching of last week. Last week we learned that Jesus came to give us the spirit of adoption. That's the 22nd work he came to do. Jesus came to give us the spirit of adoption. We had a wonderful time last week. Amen to Jesus. And uh, we're going to be continuing this week. Amen to Jesus. Um, um, this teaching will have like three or four uh, parts. Amen. So we can just get a little understanding. We are just trying to get a little understanding. And um, from there we trust the Holy Spirit to keep teaching us more. Amen to Jesus. Right, so in our previous lesson we learned that God adopted man back by redeeming us from the law. Amen to Jesus. And we actually learned that God redeemed where we're saved by the redemption from sin. And um, that makes us a children of God. And we are adopted by the redemption from the law. That makes us what? Sons of God. Amen. So there so we we, 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 we we come into the body of Christ, into the into the into the beloved as children of God. And then we go we mature into sons of God. Amen to Jesus. Galatians 4 verse 5 and for scripture says to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. To redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. Praise God, friend of all. Holy Spirit grant us revelation into your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, so the act of adoption from the law was a process. Amen. Amen. Now, what you need to understand is that is God is a God of process. Is a God of process. And whenever we try to get away from process, we try to get away from God's operation. Are we together? And uh, the, the love of God is what makes him give man process. Are we together? The love of God is what makes him allow man to go through process. The Bible says, if you go to Genesis chapter 1, we were never told the process. God said, God said, let them get into a break of his car, they brought to the camp. Um, and God said, let us make my own image and likeness. And God made man in this image. He was made a complete man, full grown, mature. He was, bless his word, he was made a son. Are we together? Hallelujah to God. So he didn't understand what it means to grow from a child to a son. So in Genesis chapter 1, the process uh, was not really explicit, it was not made clear to us. And we don't see a lot of process in Genesis chapter 1 in creation. Praise God forevermore. Now, but the fall of Adam made, made the earth. Let me use the word, made the earth realigned to the process of, to the, to the principle of process. Are we together? The fall of Adam made the earth realigned to the principle of process. And it made God initiate the principle of process. Now, why is that? What we know that God is infinite in his knowledge. He knows the end from the beginning, his only side. So he, he does, he, he, he sets in place a program in anticipation of what we have. 
because he knows what will happen. Are we together? And so the process was always was in, was set in place, but it was not initiated at creation. The fall of Adam initiated the principle of process. It made God activate that program called process. Process is God's program set in place to make man not destroy himself. Yeah. That is what I'm saying. Because in every man there is a self-destructive um, time bomb, which is called potentials abilities. Are you getting what I'm saying? When potentials and abilities do not go through process, they become self-destructive bombs that the individual can detonate and destroy himself. So God put process in place to prevent the self-destructive time bombs in man from destroying man, from man destroying himself with the self-destructive time bombs. I get what I'm saying. Now these time bombs are put there to be able to use to manifest the glory of God and you know show for the praise of God and everything that God did has an explosive ability right because God created in such a way that one person can be in one place and his impact can be felt all over. I you know what I'm saying? Yes. That is what the atomic bomb is all about. The explosive. Just send one and it drops in one location and its effect does what spreads. That technology has been an inherent technology in man from the beginning. That was how God created. And as I said, be fruit to share, multiply. Be fruit to multiply. And replenish it. From one location, replenish it. It is a go from location to location, replenish it. That's why we saw that mean God had it. was trying to fight scriptures. Replenishing the earth was an inherent time bomb. Are you not saying? It was a bomb that God put in man for man to be able to explode and then the whole earth feels the impact of man and then he said subdue the earth and have what dominion dominion and subdue they are the inherent time bomb for man to be able to stay in one location and his impact is felt and that's what technology is doing that's why you can be in one location and by the media your impact is going far and you know what I'm when the media was not so strong in the time of Kenneth what was he using? He was using books. I remember when I read one of his books and he said he was praying in that man, praying and praying and praying, and he would pray and the Lord would begin to tell him things. He would write that he was, there was what he said he was right. It was in, in church, he don't pray. And then the Lord told him to start praying in the particular cycle. <laughs> that cycle. <laughs> that cycle. And then the Lord told him, stop. Now go to that cycle. <laughs> And then after he did that, the Lord didn't look at Psalm 19. And he was writing what the Lord was telling him. And then later, the Lord told him, start putting your messages in cassettes and books. When he was doing that thing that time, people did not really see the power of books and cassettes. Because prior, before him, 1942, E.W. the wrote, uh, uh, what's the name of him? Uh, E.W. Kenyon, as for Jay Smith, this guy, they wrote books. You know, Sweetie was so it was like the impact of their books were not felt. You know what I'm saying? The people were not really reading their books like that. Are you getting me? But God told Kennedy to write books. And then that was not the end. He told him, let the books go out. So what did they do? They started sending books to Africa. Africa. My parents were beneficiaries of the books. And tapes. They were sending to Africa. I wish I was maybe 20 then when they were sending books. You know what I've been begging them for books? 
and tips. And I'll be reading them to them, giving books and tips. The books of Kenetekin I have, because if you can get them, I say, I'm one of the ones I took from my parents. Amen. Now, so when he began to do that, what happened? Kenetekin never left America. He never, he never traveled out of America. But his impact in Africa is stronger than many people that have been grown throttling. What are the secrets? The books he sent. That explosive atomic bomb in him that God told him, this is how you release it. I cannot say it. And he didn't just start writing suddenly in the, in, in the initial phase of this, you know. He had to go through a process before the Lord told him, start writing. And you get what I'm saying? Now, if the Lord did not take him through the process and he started writing, that atomic bomb might have even destroyed his ministry. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. And so we must understand this. Praise God. That God is a God who operates in process because his process is his love for us to prevent us from using what he has given us to dominate and subdue to end up destroying ourselves with it. So that's why we enjoy, we, we thank God for process. When he makes us go through process, we thank God for it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Amen. All right. Now, so the, 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 the the act of redemption from the law was a process which entailed two, two stages. Number one, the first stage was liberation from sin. And this actually creates the new birth and the new creation. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then the second stage is redemption from the law. Liberation from sin, which creates the new birth and the new creation, and the redemption from the law. Why are we doing all those teachings like this? You see, um, I believe that the church really needs to go back to the basics. Seriously, there are many things we really don't we don't, we don't take note of, and it's not helping us. I don't say we need to go back to the basics. This is a time where the ones we did must be mature for the harvest that is coming in. This is not the time when you expect pastor to do full up again, and uh, there is one leaders you leave full up for them. You know, no, this is the time where discipleship will be taught by everybody. Everybody will be involved in discipleship. We will have people who discipleship. The person that is your neighbor, that just, your neighbor that just got born again, you take it as a responsibility to follow him up. Even before the church says you are following him up, you are following him up, you are discipling him, you are teaching him the word of God. You, at least you can give him milk well. You can give him meat well. When he now comes to bone the head, you can also say, uh, come, to, come to pastor, let pastor teach you bone. But at least as a, as a believer, as, as a follower of God, you should be able to give milk, you should be able to give what? Free meat. Answer questions that will come in that light. And then you cannot refer them to pastor. Amen to you. That's why we need all this. Right. So liberation from sin and then redemption from love. Now what does liberation from sin entail? We're rushing this fast. This entails God the Father freeing us from sin as a nature and his penalty which is death. Praise God forevermore. So liberation from sin is God the Father freeing us from sin as a nature. And we learned last week that um, Adam, when he, 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 he did what, when he sold his birthright, he committed treason, what did he do? He willingly gave himself out for adoption to the devil. So he took on a new nature. It was the nature of the devil. And now see, let me tell you something. God is nature conscious. Everything in life operates on nature. God says, let every help yielding seed bring of its kind, of its nature, and let us make man in our own image after our likeness. So without remove nature from creation, creation is nonsense. I cannot say it. It is that serious that even for
from decaying bodies, you can still get DNA. Is that also? <laughs> Even less for bones, you can get there. That means nature does not die. Nature does not die. So when God saw that Adam had given himself up to adoption to the devil, he had changed it to say, This is a serious matter. This is a do or die matter. Nature must not change. Adam, your nature must not change. And so God went on out. This is a nature issue. When let's go. It's a nature issue. It's a nature issue. And we most of the reason we don't understand how serious this nature issue is. We don't understand how serious. Why is it that people go for DNA test? Because they know it's a serious what? Issue. God the Father freed man from the nature of sin and his penalty. By sending his son Jesus to die for us. John 3 16, popular scripture. For God so loved the world and he gave his only begotten son. That's why we let him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, we must understand something. Why did God send Jesus? They said, this is God did not send his son to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Why? No, don't condemn the world because my nature is still at stake. Are you know what I'm saying? It was his nature that said, Jesus, don't, don't, don't. See, if, even if you get angry with you. So even if you get angry, don't condemn them. Don't condemn them. That was why when Moses came to meet him and Elijah, we let one of us feel that the reason why Moses came to meet him there was going, my, my Lord Jesus, don't, these people don't, don't, don't fall for their, for their pressure. They are very terrible. If you know what they did to me, because of them, I only saw promised land at the end time. Jesus, you must enter this promised land. So don't listen to them. They, they know how to kill their own. They know how to treasure their own. They are very, they, they, are, they are rebellious people. Please, be quiet. It was, oh, oh, oh. When I, when, I, when I started getting angry, that was when the problem started. Jesus, don't be angry. John, you guys, when Moses finished advising, he said, like a sheep to be slaughtered. <laughs> he opened up God's mouth. He said, Why is this man quiet? He said, No, as I receive advice, <laughs> prophetic counsel has come my way. I will not put my mouth because I know you people already. See, I know you, not, not that I know you people, I know you people before, but the ghost has revealed to me. But Moses had to come for top references. You know what I'm saying? So, because it was a nature issue, and the father was like, at all costs, Holy Spirit, I know you have spoken to Jesus. I know you have told him, Moses, please go. Go and please reconfirm this in Jesus, not open your mouth. Why? Because I didn't say it to condemn one. If this one is mistakenly condemned, my nature in humanity is lost. Now, not only my nature in humanity, let's understand something that Adam was a focal point of creation. When the Bible says he said to you, said to you, consign all things. Now, so the fall of Adam was the disassociation of all things from God. So both Adam and creation were disassociated from God. Now, this is an interesting They say when you want to get um, there, when I was working in the organization, I was working, they tell us when you go to an organization to sell as a marketer, as a salesman, they said, try your best to look for the CEO or the manager. He said, because if you can get the manager, you have gotten your last time. That was the same game that Adam played. Adam did not want to look for lion to deceive. He didn't look for for bear to deceive. He didn't look for grasses to deceive. Not tree, not fishes, no. He went for the crown of creation, the CEO of creation. He went to the crown. And he knew that if I get the CEO, I have gotten the whole of creation. And so when he got the crown of creation, the whole of creation was lost. So the nature of God that was revealed in creation got lost by Adam setting up the 
was on. No, the fight of God was not just man, but it was creation. Bible says the earth was without form and void. It is believed that there was a pre-earth form where the fallen angels came and they destroyed the earth and they made it without form and void. And God had to recreate again. The devil wanted to take the earth back to that state that it was before God created. So the earth, the earth has always been the target of the devil. It has always been his target. And he did it before by falling angels. But this time around, he knew that the angels have already been dealt with. Now, the only way to do it is to do one is to target the sea of creation. And then when he did that, he knew that by getting under creation had been God. The Bible says when the Bible says he came, Jesus, it was Jesus reconciled all things. And then if you look at uh, George about 2 verse 8, it says, I will pour my free spirit upon all flesh. When you take the word flesh in Hebrew, it means flesh, everything that has flesh. I get what I'm saying? So both, both animals and what? Human beings with the spirit before them. And fishes, they have flesh. Animals have flesh. So the spirit is formed of everything that has flesh. Why? Because we are dealing with the nature of God here. The nature of God is revealed in creation. Now let's look at another thing. Say, let everything that had breath. Praise the Lord. Now we're talking about breath. We're talking about plants and animals. All living things, they have breath. Animal plants uh, 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 exhale oxygen. Is that also? And inhale carbon dioxide. Is that also? Why we we inhale oxygen and exhale carbon dioxide? So it's the exchange of our our um, our gases that makes for the uh, coexistence of both plant and animal. And then everything that has breath, that means both plants and animals are to praise the Lord. Why? Because it is a proof that both plants and animals, every living thing, is what is the reflection of the nature of. God. God's nature is revealed in every of these things. The Bible says, Jesus told them, He said, If you don't allow the children to praise, what would I do? I'll raise up stones. Now, we said, Let everything that has been, so that, then we remove inanimate objects, and also we remove stones, we remove rocks. Are we getting what I'm saying? But now Jesus speaking, he said, that, he said, if you don't, if you don't then they bring, I'll raise up stones to pray. So in other words, it gets to an operation where even inanimate objects begin to praise. Are you getting what I'm saying? The earth has ears. The earth crust has ears. What, um, our mountains have ears. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. That's like I said, if you say to this mountain, be that removed, they have ears. That shows that what? They are still what? The carriers of the nature of God. So when the devil made Adam lose it, he made it was targeting creation. The devil has always been against creation. Why? Because he was not happy that he was created the way he was created. I don't know to that. I've talked about studying that before. I hear what I'm saying. So it's the nature of God as a question here. And God was out for his nature. The nature, he saw the nature living. He saw himself losing his nature in creation. His nature is in himself. His nature is in the heaven. He's in the angel. I understand something. But there is a nature he brought into creation that is so important to him. Are you not saying? Now, so when Adam sinned, God saw that nature going. He saw him losing that nature. And he said, Jesus. 
don't connect. Not for any reason should you condemn. Why? Because if you make the mistake to condemn, then we push you to condemn. Once you open your mouth to condemn, we have lost the nature. I have lost the nature. I cannot lose it. That's why Jesus had to be like a sheep to the slaughter. Why? Because I cannot lose this nature. <laughs> That's the heart of sacrifice. Thank you, Romans 5, verse 86, verse King James says, but, but God commended his love towards us, in that man we yet seen as Christ died for us. The reason we say, but Christ died on behalf of us. See, King James does not make it sweet enough. It is for Christ died on behalf of us. While we are still sinful, in that way, God has showed us how much he loves us. How much does God love us? It's not by the cars we have. It's not by the houses we drive. It's not by the marriage we have. It's not by the children we have. It's not by even if it's what any good thing that we have. It's not even by the life we have. The show that God loves us is that Christ died on our behalf. That's all. That's why God is not trying to prove any point in him. He has finished proving the point that he loves us. Are we together? This means that Jesus did not just die for us. He died in our place as our substitute. Thus, he died our supposed deaths. See, we don't know the gravity of this thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? When was meant to die? And Jesus came and said, oh, <laughs> You go and die for you. The Bible says, Greater love than no man that a man laid down his life for his friend. He said, Even a good man will not do that. I'm paraphrasing. Even a good man will not do that. So how can we explain this magnitude of love? The proof of God's love for us is that He died our death. That's all we need to do. Not anything at all. Not, you see, we we, oh, we we most of the times we begin we have misunderstood the love of God. And the more we misunderstand the love of God, the more the devil gets excited. Why? Because we don't actually know the definition of the love of God. The definition of the love of God is that Christ died our death, so that we will not die that death again. Yeah. So he died our supposed death so we can live his life here on earth and eternity. He died our death so we can live his life on earth and in eternity. By so doing, he died the death made for our sins. First Corinthians 15, verse 3 says, For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Romans 4 verse 25 says, Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised from our justification? It was for us. He, he, he took our place in death. He took our place in death. He took our place in death so that we might be what? Justified. So his death was for our offenses and his resurrection was for our justification. Now so, because he resurrected, we are justified. We are not justified by what we do or what we don't do. We are justified because of his resurrection. That's why we are justified. So let me say this way, if Christ died eh, and he didn't resurrect, our sins would have what? Died, but would have not been justified. Yeah. What does that mean? 
The proof of his death is his resurrection. The proof of the death to our sin is his resurrection. When you go to do a transaction, you pay money, you ask for what? A proof of transaction. Is that not so? A receipt. And that receipt is what you go and show to the person who sent you that this is the proof that I have what? Paid money. To the bank, it is a teller. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is the evidence. When Christ died, that was sin that was killed. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, but Christ had to go to the court of heaven to show proof that sin has been killed. If not, the devil can come and lie. He's a liar. What do people do in court? I remember I saw somebody who said he walks in the court. He said, it's so painful that the truth is not, it's not what, at least what a friend of his, it's not what really sets you free in the court. Because even though there is a truth, without the evidence for the truth, the truth cannot see set you free. Yeah. And so when Jesus died and he went to hell and he took the gates of the, the keys of death and hell, what happened? The devil quickly went towards to the meeting of the sons of God. That was in John chapter. I said, when the sons of God were gathered, the devil was there. Now, he, he, the, the, the people that amount went to the sons of God now, amen to Jesus. But the devil is pre-created from his uh, form before he became Lucifer. Before he, sorry, before he became a fallen angel. When he was seen Lucifer, the day star, um, then he was in the category of the son of God. Are we together? Yes. We have sons of God. Uh, and we're not going to that now. Now, so, he was in that category. When he fell, he fell from that category. But as a stubborn-headed guy he is, he still comes for the meeting once in a while. <laughs> Even though he's not a son, he will still come as a stubborn-headed guy. And when he comes, he'll say, I'm coming on the grounds of um, legal jurisdiction. What does that mean by legal jurisdiction? And because I remember my job is I am the accuser of the baby. And remember the defense and the, you have the defendant and the plaintiff. The plaintiff is the one who reports the matter. The defendant is the one who the thing is against. So the defendant has a right. Even if it is if he's he killed the person Google, he still has a right to a lawyer. Say so Lord, I still have a right to come and plead my case. Even though I am no more son. You cannot just declare me guilty like that. And then, then we have to start dealing with what? Evidences. So when Jesus died, when he went to the back, I don't want to go through the long story, the story of the last case and every other, when he left to that, whoops, this is serious. Jesus has killed, he has killed death. He has killed sin. Sin has finished. The devil doesn't give up. So what did he do? He quickly ran to the court, the, the court of heaven. To start hunting and shouting. Hey, Jesus has not done anything, no. My father, see, see, Elohim, Elohim, see, Jesus did not finish our home. He's a liar. He's a liar. His brother's liar is the father of lies. The inventor of lies. The inventor of lies. Amen? The creator of lies. He created that. And he began to talk, but Jesus did not stress himself. Now, when Jesus resurrected, are we together? It was a physical proof to show that we have been justified, that he has destroyed it. Are you getting what I'm saying? It was in what the devil did was that immediately he saw Jesus come to him, he ran straight to the throne, to the to the court of heaven. He ran straight to the court of heaven and started talking. 
But now, the reason why I was doing that was, it was also, you see, these are, when you see some of my who play some games, they are not in the devil's game. It was a game to be used to make sure that Jesus will not resurrect. Are you getting what I'm saying? To make sure that Jesus will, from hell, run to heaven, to defend, to the, to the, to the court of heaven, and start trying to defend himself. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, but Jesus knew better and was wiser. So what did he do? He knew that his physical resurrection was important for the physical show of, his justific of our justification. And it was meant for a timing. So what did he do? He still resurrected. While the devil was basically started talking there, he resurrected. And when he resurrected, remember the Bible said, he came to meet him and he said, do not touch me, for I am not ascended to what? To the Father. What wanted to ascend to the Father? Now the priest, when the priest is, is to go and carry out his priestly duties, he it also is he, not meant to be touched by anybody. Anybody who touches him makes him a defiled being. He doesn't touch anybody, he doesn't allow anybody to touch him so that he will not be defiled. He has to go like that in that sanctimonious holy manner into the holies of all, carry out the after carrying out his duties, then he cannot come out and then touch people. Now Jesus knew that he had to go before the holies of holies, which is the court of heaven, to carry out his duty of what? Of the great high priest. After that, before who can touch him, after, all, after that, he could not eat with the disciples, he could allow him, uh, Thomas touch his hand, his hand, praise God, praise God. Now so when he went to the court of heaven, what did he go to do? He went to show the proof of our justification. What was the proof? His blood. And his what? And his strife. The blood was the proof that our sin had been taken care of. Our sins have been removed. Are you getting what I'm saying? And his appearance was the proof of our what? Justification. So if Jesus did not appear, number one, there would have been no evidence to show that sin had been killed. The devil can wait, wait. Um, you, uh, um, um, a plaintiff brings a case to court and he defends that refuse to come to court. What does the judge do? The judge gives him the number of time to come. If he doesn't come, the, the judge tells the plaintiff evidences, evidences the people like it passes judgment. Why? Because the plaintiff, the defender's refusal to come is a sure proof that what he knows that is what guilty. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so in this time around, Jesus, then the devil went and he started ranting there. But Jesus took his time to make sure that he, he resurrects physically. Because the physical resurrection was important to send a message of encouragement to his people. Are you getting what I'm saying? His disciples. Then, after that physical resurrection, he went and ascended to the, to the, to, to, to the court of heaven and presented his evidences. Evidence to show, and in that court without evidence, the case is dead. Evidence to show that what sin had been dealt with, which was the blood. Then, evidence to show that we have been justified, his person. If he didn't resurrect, there is no show of our justification. There is no evidence of our justification. In fact, even the work of what the of, of the, the removal of sin would have even hold would hold no water. Our justification was very important for even our redemption and forgiveness of sin to be effected. So Jesus had to go before the Father and show him the blood, proof that I have removed their sins, and himself proved that they have been justified. That is God's proof of love to us. 
And with that, we live his life. Both now and in eternity. Romans 6, verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is dead, for the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So when Jesus died our death, he gave us a gift. You see, that's what we cannot explain the love of God. They say it's, the sun says it's so wide that we cannot get around it. It's so deep that we cannot get inside of it. Because how can you explain took away our sins, died on our death, and then still gave us a gift? Just dying on our death is enough. Justifying us is more than enough. Even if after justifying yourself, you all feel like you have to die and go to heaven, we'll be most grateful. But he went for that world to give us his life. That life that he lived on earth for 33 and a half years, and there was no trace, there was no situation of sickness, there was no, there was no lack, there was no want, there was no threat. Are you get what I'm saying? They never heard the headsman or, 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 or bandits kidnapped him. Are you get what I'm saying? They never heard the arm robbers killed him. No, 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 the shot at him killed him. They never heard that he, 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 he was lacking or he was walking, he was in want, he was in debt, he was borrowing, he was begging. You know, they never heard he was self sufficient and all sufficient. That life is called eternal life. That's the life that was given to him. He never heard that a sickness attacked his body and ravished his whole system and killed him. No, he never heard that. It was never recorded. Rather, when he came, sicknesses ran away. When he appeared, diseases ran away. When he appeared, death ran away. That same life, it's called Zoe, Zao life. That same life was the life he gave to us so we can live like him. That one of the one was it. As he is in heaven, so are we here on earth. That same life is a life you get to us, eternal life. So we can maximize God here on earth. We can, we can reveal Yahweh here on earth. And we do that and triumphantly enter into eternity. We are not meant to chicken out of life. No, we are meant to triumphantly reveal Yahweh in life and then triumphantly enter into eternity. Jesus is not chicken out of life. That was why my friend and when, when Pilate was telling me, he said, Don't you know that I can I can I can I can give you life? He said to the camera, but inside he was, hey, shut up. I am I have the power to lay down my life and to pick it up. Why? I don't chicken out of life. I triumph in life. You can't kill me. I'm the one laying it down. You are not taking it. I'm giving it. When I need it back, I will come and collect it. Yeah, we're talking about the dead. 
the dead man. He became a dead creation. Now, when God wanted to bring man back to himself, what did he do? He gave his life back to man. Now, it, it still boils down to the natural matter and the life matter. Genesis chapter uh, says that God created man from a dust and breathed into him the breath of life, the shower, and he became what? A living soul. A living soul. It was that breath that gave man, that charged man to life, and man became what? A living soul. Now, that same breath was what made him God's creature. Are you what I'm saying? God's creature. I made him a son of God, made him a child of God. He made him, let me say what? He made him the first of God's kind on earth. Yeah. The first of God's kind on earth with mortality. He was, I won't call him a new creature, I'll call him the first of, yes, new is still first. Are you getting what I'm saying? The first of God's kind, he was a new creation. This kind had not been seen before. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why when, when God made man, God was like, wow, wow. And the whole of heaven was like, wow, Ooh, this is wow. We have not seen this kind before. God was wowing at Adam. Creation was wowing at Adam. Lucifer was jealous of Adam, but Adam did not know what he was. Mm. <laughs> One of the greatest things, Bible says, man in honor and word not is like a beast of perishes. The worst thing that can happen to somebody is for people to be celebrating you and you don't know who you are. Mm. That's what happened to Adam. God was wowing at Adam. Heaven was wowing at Adam. The children of Israel came to meet enemy and said, "What did you say this this creature was called?" He said, "It doesn't have wings. So. It doesn't have wings. It doesn't have wings." And he said, "It's looking so. Wait, this 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 this, this being is looking so different." He said, "What did you say? He's he's called my son." I want to say, yes, it's my, you are my son, but this one, after me, is him. So you say, well, no, we have been here with you from the beginning. They say, no problem, man. We have been here with you for long. Say, yeah, but this one is, man, this is my brainchild. Children you say, wow, this one is very different from us. This one is unique. They were not trying to describe Adam. Look at his head. Look at his hands. They were described. They had never seen this before. And when Lucifer looked, Lucifer was like, ah, this one is really what I was trying to be. The image and the likeness. I want to be as enemy. And then he came to give it to Adam. So you watch us. So when Adam fell, Adam became what? An old creation. And it was bread that made Adam a living being. Are you know what I'm saying? It was bread that brought him into a living being. The breath of life. And the God breathed into the breath of life and it became a living soul. Now, when God wanted to bring about the new creation, he released his life again. Life must be released into. When he released his life, now this is what happened. The, the old creature died, are you getting what I'm saying? And then the new creature came alive. So when God looked at man, he saw Adam again. He saw that lost nature. 
once again. Praise God forevermore. But now, this is a beautiful man. His father wasn't preacher, but this was a different man. Now, in, in Genesis, God breathed into Adam. What breath then? Neshama. It means the vital breath. It means um, uh, spirit, inspiration, divine inspiration. It was actually the spirit I breathed into Adam. Are you know what I'm saying? Now in, in Genesis it was his bread that created it to him and gave it to him. But now in the new creation, this is what God did. God now substituted. He substituted. He was missing that he made the righteousness of God in him. God substituted. God did not just preach. God substituted. He took, he took the righteousness of Christ. You see, God did, you see, when you have lost before. When you are trying to do the same thing, what do you do? You take extra measures. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, Adam was created in the glory of Yahweh. Are you getting what I'm saying? In the glory of God. He was a full man in the glory of God. But now, the new creation, this is what happened. The Yahweh did not just create the new creation in his creation. Now, Yahweh gave the new creation his righteousness. Why? We see the antidote to sin nature is the righteousness nature. Why could the devil also have a little asset? 
Moses. Now, when Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, um, uh, 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 um, uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and so on. That upon the face of the earth, and the spirit of the Lord over upon the face of the earth. Now, the spirit that will over first, the spirit over means he just stayed in one place, like a drone, and was taking the necessary called, um, uh, um, pictures and information and reported to the Father. Now, at that point, the Holy Spirit was there at creation as a survey of creation, and then he went to take information back to the Father. It was not his dispensation, and you get what I'm saying. Now, when God created Adam, God released his breath, the Holy Spirit, into, into Adam, and Adam became a living soul. But still, it was not the dispensation of the Spirit, and you get what I'm saying. It was still the dispensation of the Father, and you get what I'm saying. And so, because God is the dispensation of the Spirit, Adam did not understand how to communicate fully with the Spirit. And you get what I'm saying? And I don't understand that God gave him what we are, was supposed to come in our time. God, that is what God fast forwarded Adam in creating him. Are you getting me? God gave Adam what was meant to come in our time. In our time. It's, so, it's so annoying. When you see that Christians don't understand the place of the Holy Spirit, you see that people call him a force, and you see that Christians don't want to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It's annoying. Why? Because God even gave when we don't have an understanding of the Holy Spirit, when we don't relate to the Holy Spirit, when we don't have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, it shows that we are behaving like Adam. And we let that last thing into about the Adamic nature. Adam received what was ahead of his time. We are the ones who receive the Holy Spirit in this dispensation in Acts chapter 2. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Do you have prophesied about it? The Holy Spirit was poured out in, 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 in judgment like when Jesus said it is finished when he gave up the ghost. When he gave up the ghost, that was when the Holy Spirit was given up to humanity. Now, that was when the Holy Spirit was given up to humanity. But, and that was when his dispensation actually started. Now, his indwelling manifestation came in Acts chapter 2. Now, that was when the dispensation of the Holy Ghost started when Jesus gave up the ghost. That was when he was meant to start operating as Lord and in charge. Not in the time of Adam, but in the time of Adam, God gave Adam a But Adam did not know what he understood, what he had. So because Adam and the Holy Spirit was meant to be a check, he apparently blessed with the spirit of the children of God. He reproves the word of sin and unrighteousness. He reminds us of who we are. He was meant to be a check on Adam. He was meant to be the one leading and that. So with him continuously leading Adam, it's impossible for Adam for the devil to, 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 to tread off his feet. So you know what I'm saying? But Adam did not understand what, who the Holy Spirit was in. Now that's why the Bible said they could not believe the Father would come to complain with them. Because it was still, it, it, the Father still had to keep doing that because Adam did not understand. The Holy Spirit was a torment energy in Adam. Why? It was not his dispensation. So since it was not his dispensation, Adam still did not understand who he had on the inside of him. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Well, now, when in the new creation, this is what the Father did. The Father encapsulated his fruits. He said, I, See, I gave Adam the Holy Spirit. Yet, see, God is, God thinks so. You think he doesn't think? You think he doesn't think? You think he doesn't strategize? Most of the time, he doesn't think that he's only one thinking. I gave Adam the Holy Spirit. My, my, I, I actually depend on the Holy Spirit. I depend, I, 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 me, I need my spirit. I give him my spirit, and Adam still failed. And some people say because of Eve. Okay, this must be the one that walked out. Adam did not understand 
the oppression of the spirit. Yes, I know he didn't understand. I just came to see if you understand. Number two, it was not the dispensation of the spirit. Oh, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. The antidote to the temptation of the devil now is what would I do? I wake up, sleep myself, my spirit, in my soul, and I will put the, I will, I will, and I, as my three personalities, and that is I, I will enter into this new creation. Mm. Once I enter in like that, my lack of party, then who cannot come close? Yes. <laughs> That's why we don't know what we have. We behave like Adam. If Adam knew he had in this way, the devil that come close. We, we have recorded, yet the devil is making a misfit of us. Mm. Because we don't know what we have. A man being honored and understanding not is like a beast that perishes. That's what the church of Jesus is still lacking. That's why we don't know how to flesh. That's why we keep jumping about looking for prophet, apostle, looking for this. Because you don't know, you don't know, you don't know that Yahweh gave an antidote to the devil when he became a new creation of Adam. He came into you, so nothing can come into you that is not of him. Let me run away from here, please. Amen to Jesus. So we have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God, God's life is God's, God, eternal life is God's life given to us because new creation. As a new creation, we are what? The righteousness of God in Christ And I made us understand that righteousness is what? Is what give to, God gives to us to lock up all the things from which the devil may have access into our lives. That's why the revelation of righteousness is very important for the child of God. Because even when we don't have revelation of righteousness, I, I was watching the cartoon of Martin Luther King yeah, last night. Um, I was watching it and, and I saw how Martin Luther King uh, came and was uh, confessing his sin and confessing his sin. And his priest came and said, What are you doing again? He said, I'm confessing my sins. And I said, Why? Are you, I thought you just confessed it. He said, Yes, I confess. And the priest said, Okay, the more you confess, the more you feel that you have not confessed. Yes, and the priest was like, She was trying to help him understand. And I left there. What was the issue? He said, He said, what is pride coming up in me? It is the same consciousness, and that's what the devil was. Righteousness and the righteousness consciousness barricades us from every penetration of sin consciousness. Mm. Once the devil can make us conscious of ourselves, or of our weaknesses, he can defeat us in any aspect. Once it makes you conscious of yourself and your body starts telling you, see, this your this the way your leg is paining you, that thing is arthritis, you know you are aging. Once it makes you conscious of that pain in the leg, what happens? He has defeated you. But once you are conscious of your righteousness in Christ, that is, you are, you live his life, eternal life, and they have and they walked in the wilderness for 40 years, and they are they were knees were not feeble. Ah, because I have the eternal life of Christ in me, my knees cannot be feeble. You know what happens? That revelation, that righteousness mentality, it it it, but it closes the access to every mentality of what sin that comes with sickness, diseases, and every of that, and hellfire at the end. Praise God for the Lord. So you know, that's why the Sanctuary God says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new, he's a new creature. All things are passing with behold, with all things have become new. And the word new creature there actually means a novel creature. And it means a creature that has not been seen before. Are you know what I'm saying? Now, when God created Adam, heaven was wowing. The earth was wooing. Woo, wow. Everybody was wow, 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 wow. The devil was jealous. I cannot say. I don't want the man created as his own image. 
with his nature and put his spirit. I get what I'm saying. But now, for the new creature, it is the fullness of Godhead that is in us. Now, so what Adam was eh, that made heaven wow and made the dead one great? We are a different kind of what Adam was. <laughs> so we are not actually created as Adam. We are a new kind of Adam. Yes. One that has never been seen. What we create in you means something that has never been seen before. One that has never been seen. So see, coming to that being an aberration is that being just a reduction or a or a, tata, or a waste, let me use the word, a waste of precious time to just walk, kill for Jesus to be killed just to make us Adam. No, no, that would be a waste of time. It would be an aberration, that would be a waste of effort and investment. So, that would have not been what God wanted to be. Wanted. So, when God allowed Jesus to be killed, what did he do? He created a creature that has never been seen from other times. That is why the devil became mad. When he saw Adam, he was angry and jealous. Children, then hairs. Hairs of God and 
joined us with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So this new nature makes us children of God. And hence, you know, when you give it to a child, you know the feeling. You know the feeling. You just see your nature. You just see yourself. You see yourself. You see your nature in your hand. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Now, that's, the, you see, that's the reason why, no matter how children is being with, you just still talk towards them. You just still love them. Why? Because you just see your nature. Some of the time, you just see you just see you reproducing yourself. <laughs> you just see you, you just see you do yourself. Like our pastor always tells me that my daughter is my senior because she's she's the advanced talking version of me. Advanced. There's additional reason called advanced. There's <laughs> She's the advanced talking version of me. And sometimes I begin to beg her. I begin to beg her because I know. I committed the talking, uh, the talking offense, but now somebody has seen all we need. And it just makes you excited. The new nature has come. But it comes as a child. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So now, when this new nature came out, it didn't come as a full-blown man like Adam. It came as a child. That is the reason why the devil got mad again. See, so now you have learned the technology. In fact, say, you have abusing new technology. Now, you don't fight a child. You love a child. The devil now went to man and started fighting the child in the person of Jesus. That's why even now you see that even the devil starts fighting the children from the womb. Yeah, because he doesn't know the future. But he said, Paraventure, this is going to be a new creature. Let me start fighting. So we come as children of God, amen to Jesus, and we come as heirs of God. That is, we are we are we are heirs, we have a right to the inheritance in God. Praise God for more. Now new birth makes us children of God by redemption from sin. Makes us children of God by what? Redemption from sin. But it's not enough to remain as children of God because this deprives us of enjoying our rights and privileges in Christ. And that's what is plaguing the church today. We have too many children. I will even say 90% children. They are all looking for the man of God. Thank God I did a, a post on the man of God in my country. Some people were excited with it. And the summary of the man of God was, you too can be a man of God. We are all men of God. Potential men of God. And the devil's greatest fight is to ensure that we remain children of God. Once we can grow beyond children, oh, he knows that he is run out of business. And we can run him out of time. But I see the end time move of God when children will be speedily maturing. Nah. Yes, yes. When children will get tired of childishness. Yes, I see my children trying to live childishness. They want to grow. Nah. The, the natural desire of every child is growth. I see what happens in me to happen in the supernatural. Children of God in church will begin to cry to grow. You see them begin to hunger for prayer. You see them begin to hunger for fasting. You see them begin to hunger for the world. You see them begin to hunger for challenges. You see them begin to hunger for, 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 for uh, uh, opportunities to, to manifest the power of God in their lives. I see that move in the church of Jesus. The devil cannot stop it. That is the end time move of God. Children are getting out of childhood days. The devil cannot stop it. You are deprived of the privileges in Christ, even though we are heads of God. 
So long as we make sure that we are deprived of the privileges we have in Christ, even though we are ahead of God. And this makes us not different from sons. Galatians from the son said, Now I see that the heir, as long as he is a child, different nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. That's one of the greatest pain that can happen to somebody. He is the Lord of all, but he is not different from a servant. The Bible, the second verse says, But he is kept under tutors and governors until the appointed time. Some of us understand why it looks like tutors and governors are still tutoring us and governing us. We, we, the reason why they are sitting and governing us is because we have not gotten to our appointed time of living childishness. We need to grow up. You want to be preaching, but you have not grown up. And you are still kept up. When I look at what tutors and governors, one of the ones that explain governors is, is pastors. Praise God for number You want to be pastoring, but you have not grown up. How can you pastor when you have not grown up? And this is the man of God that he was saying. He said, it's expected that when we get born again, we are children, but we begin to grow. He said that as we begin to grow, he said that we grow to a level where we cannot start pastoring people. Where we cannot start giving them. My mother will say, you were born to reproduce. It's the title of the book. She always tells me, you were born to reproduce. We are expected to grow. Every child that remains a child for 40 years has a in fact, it's a psychological and physical issue. Is that not so? Yes. So keep it, Pastor, pray for me. Pastor, lay hands on me. Lay leg on me. Let it on me. Pastor, uh, my family. Pastor, my business. Pastor, two years in Christ. You are the USA. I'm saying, Pastor, deliver me. Pastor, redeem me. Pastor, save me. Five years in Christ. You are saying, God, Pastor, my leg is ready. There is something with you. There is something, you are an heir that has been made a child. Yes. And you are still being kept on that tutors and governors. Though you have everything, yet you cannot access anything. Though you have everything, yet you cannot live the life that God has given to you. <laughs> and this is the pain of the 21st century church. That are still children. Babysitting heads. You keep babysitting. You babysit them. See, God did not come to babysit people. He called me to raise men, train them, and send them out. Train, train them, send them out. Babysitting heads, babysitting. How do we keep babysitting heads? Babysit them, babysit them, babysit them. Somebody that's supposed to be casting out demons now is still looking for you to lay hands on him. What is the problem? Somebody that's supposed to be laying hands on the sick and the sick are getting recovered. Is still looking for you to, to visit him in the hospital? Ah! What's the problem? There's something wrong somewhere. And that wrong thing will be destroyed in Jesus' name. Amen! Amen! So we remain here, we remain children, and we don't have the access to the privileges. And we'll be kept on that tutor. There's some people that by now, eh, by now, their pastor is meant to be sending them on crusades. I'm telling you, by now. The pastor said, hey, you, um, you are going to this village for crusade, you are going to this village of You go to 15 villages. Me, I have 20 villages to go to. You go to 15. By now, by now. You are not supposed to be following pastor with Bible to crusade again. Pastor, there's somebody here, you just got the ease of Ashman, pastor. By now, that's what they are working again. By now, at this time, at this time, by right, by right too. By, right, by now, that's what they are working again. By now, by right, they are supposed to be. Pastor said, okay, uh, the new guys you raised, they are the ones going to follow me to that new 
say, I'm going to teach them how to deal with devils. You, you've been dealing with devils for five years. You've been seeing how to deal with devils. You've even dealt with devils for five years. So you, you are not going to go to these villages for your own crusade and then come back with testimony. When Jesus met all the disciples for about two years plus, then I'm wondering, he said them out. How can we be mentored for 15 years and we cannot send them out? What is the problem? They are still carrying our Bible. They are still following us and saying, Pastor, there's somebody here who just bear. five years. He still says somebody here. But man, people are supposed to be saying somebody here for him. If I some of the people, some of the people that we have in church today, by now then, would have supposed to have the chain of like 15 downlines under them. Mm. The principle of network marketing that they use in the secular business world is actually the principle of discipleship. Yeah. But the church does not allowed to do it. That's why it doesn't work always. When you go to the secular world, it's always not working. It will pinnacle at a point in time and it will crash. Why? Because it is not based on financial benefits. And if all the, 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 the pyramid goes down, it gets wider, and the spread gets wider, it's the person on top that will be getting everything from under. So the thing crashes at the end of the day. But now, the principle of discipleship is that we are all pinnacle at Jesus. And we spread wider. The benefits will not be everybody getting his own benefits. Yeah. And at the end of the day, glory comes to Jesus. Jesus is not using me to make money from my head. He's using me for me to be blessed and for him to take the glory. Yeah. So we all spread at the down of the pillar of the pyramids. We are all getting blessed. He's all taking the glory. Yeah. That's what it's meant to be. So by right by now, some people are meant to be running crusades. Now, not for them, pastor, but not for crusades. They are supposed to be dealing with some territorial demons, some village demons, some street demons, some, you know what I'm saying? They are supposed to be throwing their weights now. They are supposed to be flexing their muscles. By now, they are supposed to be looking for some native doctors to slap with anointing and, you know, when some caretakers will answer giving them minimum things because prayer is too much. They are supposed to be getting some level. Yeah. But see, we are not getting them. And we are not getting the benefits of we having Christ in us. See, there's this joy that comes when you look like you're dealing with the devil. Some people don't understand. Oh God, oh, no, 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 no. When the devil comes and tell you, when the devil shows, when you see that you have dealt with the devil, there is joy. I, I'm excited every time. I see, you know what that makes me excited? Victories. I love victories. Every time I'm dealt with the devil, I'm excited. That is what we can shout about. And children don't deal with devils. Children don't fight, only cry. As I said, what we have in church today, crying babies. Ah, ah, crying, crying. Oh, pastor, healing, that's one cry there. And they cry for healing. And they cry for deliverance. And they cry for miracles. And they cry for husband. And they cry for wife. And they cry for children. And they cry for breakthrough. And they, just when you just stand, what you just see is crying babies. But by right, many of those people are meant to be what? Mature. This is why we must step up to sons. And sonship only comes by the revelation of adoption. We must step up to sons. And this comes only by the revelation of adoption. And the entire move of God is going to be massive. It's a move of sons. Not a move of basically, there's going to be a phase in the way of the baby thing. Now, watch this, but those who will, not be, who will not agree to step up to sons, they'll be feeding away from the system. Mm. I don't know how God is going to feed them away. 
but it's going to feed them away from the system. Now, it will not be a move of sons. Sons. That's the entire move, but it's a move of sons. We so, so throw the weight of God here on earth. We so throw the weight of God here on earth that the devil will run out of business. There are localities where for 20 years the devil will not be able to come close to those localities. So for 40 years, so 50 years, only one person, or because of only one person, 50 years, 50 years, that locality, the devil will be out of that business for 50 years. That environment for 50 years, they will close that they will close out every every satanic office, every office of the devil. Don't have an office of the devil, you understand? The drinking bars, everything. They are devil's offices. They will close that end of the devil's offices. Yeah. This is the manifestation of souls we're talking about.
our time. Amen. He says, for they shall be physically manifest. Amen. He says, I'm reproducing the spirit of the just man made perfect upon the face of the earth. Because I'm just going to be invest time in praying. Uh, 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 
Let the brother of sweat in our cadavers. He says in this move, titles and offices will hold no place. He says only sonship will hold place. He says because I'm raising wild men, they will not be known by their titles. They will not be known by their offices, but they will be known by their impact. They will take cities for Jesus. They will take territories for Jesus. They will pray nations for their knees. It's coming like a tornado, like a tornado. You see when a tornado comes, it wear a heavy wind. And you see when it comes, it takes everything off. It is that's the way these 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 songs will move. They will move like a tornado. As they are coming, they are taking everything off. I I hear Schools will be taken. Government offices will be taken. Business offices will be taken. Amen. Even church buildings will be taken. Yes, it will be a move that cannot be explained. Amen. He says it's my end time move. He says my end time move is not the move of the fivefold ministry. It's the move of the sons. It's the move of the sons. It's the move of the sons. Rebecca, 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 Rebec
by this teaching. To listen to more teachings by Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna, please visit Grace Life Kami Podcast today. Send us an email via ministry at gmail.com. For more information about the ministry, kindly visit our website, ministry.org. Grace to you. Jesus is Lord.